Hey guys, I'm Jonathan Hilliard from Connects Media and host of Atlanta Born and Brand. Right now, we're all in a season of uncertainty. Even as various shops begin to reopen, the shock of this virus is still being felt all across the small business community, and they need your support more than ever. That's why we've pivoted our show into a new campaign called Lift ATL 2020. We're going to do everything we can to help the businesses that have been on this show over the last two years, and that includes reintroducing them here on our podcast platform. We want to offer some tangible steps you can take to help each of these businesses. Today, we're spotlighting Alex Radford and Lauren Tatum, co-founders of The Edge Agency. For so many small businesses, branding is a tough nut to crack and can sometimes make or break a business. That's where our guests today come in. Edge takes on the task of putting your brand in the best position possible to succeed, whether it's through visuals, online presence, or even event management. You can help Edge by referring them to your friends and tagging them on social media as your branding and design go-to. Follow them at The Edge Agency. Edge is also offering a very generous special to our listeners. They're launching a Stimulate the Economy campaign giving 50% off their services to anyone who comes to them through Atlanta Born & Brand. If you know of a small business in need of help at this time, please share their story with us. Use the hashtag LiftATL2020. We're building a database of social media posts, graphics, and audio clips for you to download, share, and use how you see fit. We hope all of you will latch onto this cause and share the needs of those in our community. For more information, visit LiftATL2020.com. From Connext Media, this is Atlanta Born and Brand. I'm your host, Jonathan Hilliard. Atlanta Born and Brand is a show all about businesses that are being built right here in the capital of the South. But more importantly, it's a show about their founders. We wanted to find some of the city's most interesting entrepreneurs and creators, hear about their challenges, successes, and how they built a brand that will last. But more importantly, we want to introduce these founders, brands, and businesses to the city they live in, their neighbors, to make sure Atlanta and the brands they call it home can thrive for generations to come. For so many small businesses in this town, branding can be an Achilles heel. How do you go about packaging all the great elements and value props you have to offer into a simple, cohesive, attractive brand? That's where our guests today come in. Lauren Tatum and Alexandra Radford are the co-founders of The Edge Agency. Edge takes on the task of putting your brand in the best possible position to succeed, whether that's through visuals, online presence, or even event management. And now, with a full team of creative professionals, they are taking one brand after another to the next level. It's our pleasure to introduce Lauren Tatum and Alex Radford, co-founders of The Edge Agency. My major in college was journalism. Okay. So, Me too, by the way. Well, I'm talking into a microphone, so I guess I'm kind of living that out in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> um, I had no idea where it would take me. I knew I liked to write, hmm. and that's how I picked my major. I didn't necessarily know it like it would land me here yeah. back then. Um, so, and after college, I had an internship with a law firm, at, and I was in the marketing department, um, and they kept me on after the internship was over, and that's where marketing life began 
about eight years ago. What yeah. about before college? What, Where'd you grow school? up? Where'd yeah. you grow up? Um, Buford, Swanee. Buford. Yep. Yeah. Gwinnett County. Go Wolves. I was a bulldog. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Go dogs. I was a wolf. She oh, was yeah, a Buford bulldog. City. Yeah. 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 Buford, Swanee, North Gwinnett. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I um, grew up in Buford. Mm-hmm. Bulldog, or not a bulldog, a wolf. Um, but we met in high school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And born and raised Buford. We knew a lot of the same people, mm-hmm. um, had similar friend groups, were friends. Um, and had no idea I would do marketing before, but I knew I loved business because looking back, it, it's so crazy seeing how it all connects now. But looking back, I took a class my junior and senior year um, where I left every day at noon and worked. Um, I didn't. I mean, I like education, but I didn't love school. I yeah. wanted to be out there. I wanted to be working and doing and um, just being in real life circumstances. So I loved that and, but didn't know it would lead to marketing, Hmm. um, at all. I did that too, actually. Did you? Work study. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What? We just couldn't wait to get out of there. We couldn't wait wait to just start (laughs) working. I mean, yeah. So I left school, but it wasn't to do work study. Were you sneaking out? (laughs) Sneaking out of school? Yeah. Sorry, mom. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. So you get to college. What'd you study in college, Lauren? I did communications. Okay. Yep. With a minor in marketing. Where? Um, all over. All That's over. That's a crazy story. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. moved school four times. So I went to. Dang, you got the full experience. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to Gainesville State. Yeah. I went to Samford. I went to Bernal. Okay. And then I went most of my schooling at Bernal. And then my mm-hmm. last semester, I had to move again. I moved all over. Because my ex-husband was in the military, so we were all over. Um, And the last semester, uh, we got stationed somewhere else, and I was uh, pregnant with my oldest, my Mm. senior year of college, and I wanted to continue to travel back and forth um, for my last semester because I loved Bernal. They have an amazing marketing department. And um, weather in Kentucky is horrible, Mm. and I knew, and she was born in January. So my last semester, I transferred to Austin P State University yeah. and finished right? there. Yeah, so yeah. we were like on the Tennessee Kentucky line. Okay, gotcha. Yep. And Alex said she worked for a law firm right out of school. What was your kind of first uh, first job out of school? Media marketing consulting. Yeah, nice. so I went straight into uh, marketing strategy, sales. It was in the radio, digital ad, and hmm. like side of things, events. There was definitely events, um, but working with small businesses to put together their marketing plans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any entrepreneurs in your family growing up that you kind of witnessed, you know, the, the, the stressful and the really rewarding things of, of running your own business from? I wish I could say yes, mm-hmm. because I definitely did not. And when I was in high school, I remember I had girlfriends who their dads were like hooking them up with like internships yeah. and jobs and this and that. And I was like, oh, I got to figure this out on my own. Um, so no, definitely not. I was raised by a single mom and I really never thought entrepreneurship would be something I would do. Um, just because, you know, my view of her was like a job is steady, you know, like Mm. when you're an entrepreneur, you may have a good month, you may have a bad month and that's just not something Mm -hmm. I ever wanted to worry about. Mm. Um, so no, that wasn't the plan. Yeah. Yeah. About you. My uh, grandfather um, grew up like poor, poor, poor South Carolina. And 
actually the one of the um, employees at Buford High School like moved him and my grandmother here because wow. he wanted him to come help out in the school system. And so that's how we even got to Buford. And so um, he worked in the school system for a long time at Buford, and then he actually got out and started his own car dealership. <laughs> and he is now, my grandfather does very well for himself and literally from the ground up, like from wow. poor in South it's Carolina cool to who he is. Yeah. yeah. So and then my dad um, took over the car lot. So I got to see him do entrepreneur stuff. Yeah. But I think that's it as far as immediate family. There's the yeah. two of them. I don't know about you guys, but I, I didn't have any entrepreneurs in, in my family, at least that I knew of at the time. I didn't think of my grandfather owned a tire store. I didn't think of him as an entrepreneur just because mm-hmm. that wasn't part of the conversation. Yeah. Um, and he passed when I was pretty young. But like now, looking back on childhood, you don't realize just how much of our economy and our communities are built on these like small family-owned businesses yeah. until you're kind of in one yourself and you realize just what a high percentage of your community is yeah. these small yeah. businesses. Corporations are by far the minority of Absolutely. the companies that we work with on a daily basis. Do you guys find yourself kind of with the same realizations? Yeah. I, I say, I'd say the longer we do this, the more connected we become with other hmm. business owners. Yeah. And I'm such a like pro entrepreneurship and I'm like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, corporate America is not that great. Like hmm. your company isn't as stable as you think. But then I try to remind myself, like, I can't think like that because we could be corporate America one day yeah. to our employees. No I want mm-hmm. them to feel like they have a home and like a place yeah. to land. I, w- I didn't, I wasn't always yeah. an entrepreneur. I had to have a job somewhere along yeah. the way. Sure. So, um, but yeah, I think we're noticing it more and more as mm. we get older and the longer we do this. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think too, we were just talking about the other day, there's this group um, that we were sitting in on called EO that we're getting ready to join. Mm. And we were just saying, you know, after one of the sessions, they were talking in the room about how you don't realize until you're an entrepreneur, they're really maybe isn't a ton of people around you to talk to, you know? So talking about you didn't notice it. Well, he probably wasn't having conversations about his tire shop with people in your family who couldn't have conversations about entrepreneurship with him. So I definitely think we notice it more because now we are looking for entrepreneurs to talk with. We're looking for people who understand. But growing up in your family, if there wasn't a lot of entrepreneurs, what are you going to go to, you know, there's a, mm-hmm. st- a story that they told about this guy that walked into Thanksgiving and it just lo- lost his biggest deal. $80,000 client as he's walking in for Thanksgiving. Well, he can't go in and talk to anybody in his family yeah. about that. They're not going to understand. Right. So I think that you just become more aware because you want to have those conversations, but you got to find the people you can have them with, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, and it's, we're definitely in a generation that is more apt to go out and try to find people that yeah. you can learn from. Absolutely. Um, you know, not to use my grandfather as the example of the opposite, but it's just like, it was a generation where you didn't tell your friends that your business was struggling and right. that you might not be able to pay the bills yeah. next month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't a conversation you had. And now we're learning that, you know, communities can, a rising tide lifts all ships, right? So yeah. if you get out there and, and ask for help, a lot of times you can find it. But yeah. you guys, so you met in high school. Mm-hmm. Do you keep in in touch and kind of bounce ideas off of each other through college? When did this relationship kind of come back full circle to where you start talking yeah. about 
Not, not really. We didn't no, actually. I'd say we we were always friends. We weren't necessarily best friends, but we did keep in touch until we were probably like in our early early twenties. Um, and then we both were young moms yeah. and married really early. And I think we kind of just started doing mom life, wife More life, yeah. um, kind of going in just different directions, not knowing we were kind of doing similar things. But mm-hmm. we actually reconnected because I was getting ready to go through a divorce. And I was like, oh, I need a divorce attorney. And I'm pretty sure Lauren's new husband, who I haven't met, (laughs) think he does family law. So I reached out to her and was like, hey, a friend of mine is going through a divorce. Wow. Does Eric do divorces? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. And then maybe a little bit later, I was like, okay, confession, it's me. (laughs) So we went to breakfast and just caught up really to talk about that. Because she had been through a similar situation to mine. And then we started talking about um, work and business. And I had a side business. And she had just launched her own business a little bit before that. Mm -hmm. So we both had our small one-person businesses going at the same time. And we were like, oh, you know this business owner? I know him. We did this for him. She's like, well, we did that for him. And there ended up being like a lot of overlap in Mm -hmm. what we were doing. Yeah. Um, so we started collaborating and partnering together for a few months, and then yeah. we just merged. Yeah. yeah, we looked at the numbers and we're like, "Well, we can do the same or better together, so why not?" Yeah, yeah. So. I think it just became that thing where she was sending me business when she couldn't do, you know, mm-hmm. a project because she had too much on her plate, or I was sending her business, or I was saying, "Hey, I have this big client I'm bringing on, and I actually happen to have one in the real estate industry, and I'm." Like, I know you know all the right people. You've been yeah. in this industry, you know, eight years. Helped me meet all the right people. So she started connecting me. And it was funny because with that one client, as she was introducing me to people, we were actually riding together multiple days a week. Hmm. You know, I would just come along with her as she was doing her route. Um, and so it just was interesting. For like a year, we worked yeah. together in different ways. And when did that start? That was in 2016. Yeah, and then finally we did. We merged because it was Mm. it was just like this is silly. You know, we're sending all this business back and forth. We do similar things, and we're very opposite personalities. And our strengths were um, different. Like she could do a lot of design stuff, and that's not my Mm. my strength. And anyway, so we merged, and in 2017 we launched Edge, the Edge Agency. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember the conversation or who initiated it of, okay, we kind of been doing this thing, but maybe that we should me. do that, that was me. together. <laughs> yeah. Were you nervous about having that conversation? Were you, was it like? No, know? that conversation I wasn't nervous yeah. about. The conversation I was nervous about, way more nervous about, um, was when she left corporate America. So when we started mm-hmm. in 2017, I was I had been full time in my other company and so I stayed full time but she was still doing it part time. Hmm. And so we rode that out for about a year and a half and it got to the point where as we continued to grow that was the hard conversation yeah. of okay, we have to make a choice here. Like I can't keep doing right. this without you here full time. So we're either going to have to hire employees and we started having to look at numbers and that was a hard conversation because she was a single mom so that made me very nervous I mean we knew the Lord was in it we felt very called like she felt that God was telling her this 
business is going to sustain you and sustain mm-hmm. others. And that has evolved through our culture, which is really cool and how we, the kind of people we yeah. um, hire and how we do that internally. Right. But that was a hard conversation. I mean, I was really nervous because that's yeah. a lot on the line. You know, right. I was a single mom. I get it. You know, I get needing that income and not having help and sure. having kids depending on you. So um, that one scared me mm-hmm. big time. Yeah. Well, was that conversation tough for you or was that decision tough for you, Alex, to to kind of jump all in when you did have, you know, things kind of pulling you in different directions? Yeah, it was definitely a stressful time. I'd say from the very beginning, we plan way ahead. We always have. Um, so we kind of knew like when we hit this number, it's hmm. time to start like getting ready to jump. So we were getting close enough or we, you know, we're kind of teetering on it. So we started talking about it more and more. Um, and yeah, I definitely was like, I'm scared. And I had a lot of days coming in where I would just kind of like vent about, hmm. you know, just being nervous or whatever. Yeah. And I just would, you know, take it back to the plan that we had. And I spent a lot of time in prayer and like Hmm. fasting and, um, it just was kind of like one little one step after another. And it kind of led closer and closer. It was just a matter of when. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't even really remember what the final like straw was where I was like, okay, I feel like I wasn't now it's sleeping time. or eating <laughs> or anything. I think we broke the numbers down. Oh, I, this is what it was. We went to a business boutique um, conference and yeah. that was, it was so great. We learned so much. Um, but it was a numbers thing for me, just feeling like, okay, if we have a bad month, like I have savings or hmm. I have backup, like I'm going to be able to make the bills even if we have a terrible month. Yeah. So whenever we were in a place where I was like, okay, like if we have a bad month, it's going to be okay. I've got money and savings. Then I felt a little more like, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so and I at that conference, that really they pushed helped. do it scared. Hmm. And that was like a big pivotal moment it's a good motivator fear is a pretty good yeah. motivator yeah. yeah and that was i feel like yeah that really yeah. was it just a few just months a after moment. that mm-hmm. you put in your yeah. i feel like the, the wheel started turning faster after mm-hmm. that conference of like okay like let's go ahead mm-hmm. and figure this out yeah, yeah. um so yeah well, that's cool and like no looking back right you know like we've been doing it's been right. probably nine months since that happened since i completely left corporate mm-hmm and we've had great months, better than I ever did at the law firm before. We've had mm-hmm. probably one or two like really bad months, I'd mm-hmm. say. Maybe one. Yeah. Definitely one. Maybe two. I can't yeah. remember. <laughs> They've all been about what we expected. And then some have been like greater than what right. we ever thought. Right. Um, so all that, you know, considered, I still am just like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I did it. I never yeah. want to go back to working for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So it's been awesome. So glad. Yeah. We've really only, I mean, we've just been blown away. Just feels at like the numbers. it's been a lot longer. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Well, I feel like I've been hearing about it for longer than that. So, I mean, you guys yeah. are planting the seeds. So, I mean, you were working together and mm-hmm. sending each other business mm-hmm. for the better part of, what, like two years? About a year. Okay. Yeah. And then merged in okay. 2017. Gotcha. And then we've been doing this. We've had the Edge Agency for two and a half years. I gotcha. And yeah. before we came together, she had a few consistent clients. Mm-hmm. I had a few consistent clients. So we were coming in with you know yeah. a handful of clients yeah. together, which kind of helped just 
propel us forward. We had yeah. a little something to stand on, not too much business that we were drowning yet. And I was trying to make sure we were growing the business on like the sales side. Sure. She was making sure we were operationally functional. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. 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 So now that we've talked about how you guys came together, mm-hmm. let's talk about uh, the edge agency and yeah. what you guys do. If somebody stops you on the street and says, Hey, give me the 32nd pitch of what you do. I'll say it. Oh, because Lauren loves to say it and she makes everyone <laughs> repeat it. I mean, everybody come in and out up. the bathroom and out the door. She's yeah. like, quick, what's our tagline? Yeah. yeah. And we always joke, but we breathe creative life into your business through branding, design and tactics. Hmm. And we try Very to always good. be consistent. About I'm proud station. of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, allow me. Brand consistency builds trust. So I make them consistently say it. Don't you love when the branding company has, you know, solid branding? Yes. It's important. Right. Right. Yes. So Lauren, now that Alex nailed the tagline, (laughs) unpack that a little bit for me. Yeah. Tell me, um, I'm a small business owner. Mm -hmm. How can you uh, at Edge Agency help me do that? Yeah. So... Our mission is to come alongside like-minded business owners who want a marketing partnership through branding um, and design. And so we tell small business owners, we are not just a design shop. You know, we're not just a marketing agency. Marketing's a big word. That's a big, scary word. And there's a lot of things that fall under that umbrella. So what we tell a potential client or our clients is, number one, we want to be in a partnership with you. Um, And number two, our niche in the marketing world is branding and design. So we can come alongside a brand new business owner and brand them from the ground up um, in an in-depth branding session, using psychology actually to pull out your colors, um, diving deep into your um, target audience, into your competitors. Our branding sessions are really, really lengthy and in-depth. And so there's this branding session process. And then actually taking that new style guide, that new brand, that foundation, and then bleeding it into everything you do through logo, anything design, anything visual that you can think about. Um, And then coming up, we say tactics because we can come up with your strategy, right, around your brand and having that brand consistency. through your design, through your events, um, video, photo, right? But also um, we can come alongside an already branded company. So we have a few clients that are big box brands, um, but they want to be individualized as a team, right? Mm-hmm. Or individualized as who they are in as to saturate a market. Right. So the reason they trust us is because we have their brand integrity always at the forefront of our minds. And so... That's not always the case with every yeah. company, you know. You used a buzzword or a buzz phrase there. Yeah. Brand integrity. Yeah. And it's I a big think deal. you know, with so many outlets for brands to yeah. uh, create content and be talking now, why is brand integrity important in kind of corralling yeah. that almost? Because brand consistency builds trust. Hmm. Period. And that brand consistency of every time that client 
gets on your social media, gets on your website, calls you up, um, gets an email from you, looks at a video from you, anything that they're doing, that brand consistency knows that they can come back time and time again, and they're going to always trust what you're doing. They're going to always trust the process. It feels at home. It feels familiar. It doesn't matter where they are. If they see you, you're branded. Um, And so that branding is a differentiator. You have to differentiate yourself in our market today. Um, We talk a lot about a statistic. Um, I haven't looked at it in in about the last year, but within the last year, you have to see something eight times now to remember it, for it to even start to um, stand out in your brain because we are saturated. We are are, uh, um, people who are saturated and inundated all the time with information. It used to be three times. So that just shows you how much it's grown. So your brand and having a strategy around that brand um, in every arena. See, I think that's where people miss it. Um, you look at the big brands, right? You look at the big Chick-fil-A's, the mm-hmm. Varsity, the big, you know, the Coca-Cola's of the world. Um, and they do an amazing job. But people forget just because you're a small business doesn't mean you you do not need to be doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. Right. What... Uh... Alex, in your opinion, what goes into a great brand? What traits do, do a great brand have? It's hmm. a good question. Um, I think the heart of your brand is probably like your core values. Hmm. If, if we're talking about an individual with a personal brand, if we're talking about a company, we like to find out in the branding sessions, like, what's your why? Like, why yeah. are you what's so passionate you? about this? Yeah. Like, people mm-hmm. buy into why you do it not what you do exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, there are des- design elements, colors, logos, all these things, fonts. Are they swirly fonts or are they really structured <laughs> fonts that in the back of someone's mind tells you if this company is, you know, are they really structured and secure and safe or are they more whimsical and that's okay. Um, those are elements of it, but I think figuring out the heart of the leadership is really important mm-hmm. and that usually trickles down mm-hmm. into everyone inside the company yeah um and actually that's a huge thing for us um like for our brand is the way we operate internally with our team and the people outside of our business that talk to all of our employees they can sense like that they're positive or that they're happy or that they're quick to respond or whatever and it's because that's how we treat them internally Mm -hmm. like our team is the priority to us (laughs) so you know culture for sure yeah yeah, it's your brand is your story, too. Yeah. And I think, you know, we don't know how every company does it, right? But the people that we respect the most or we look up to the most in the branding world, they dig deep into your story. They yeah. dig deep into the psychology behind um, what people are visually seeing and how it makes them feel. Hmm. And that's a big deal. And that can't it can't be what's your favorite color today. Right. You know, that just can't be that's how we're going to brand you, right? Yeah. So I think that, but then the other key element I say is like the foundation. You have to have the foundation and so many people do it backwards. And so I think a big part of what makes a successful brand is something that has a solid foundation. Yeah. For sure. Well, I liked what you said too, and your brand is your story and Alex, even what you were saying of, of what's your why, because mm-hmm. You know, it's probably the first question you guys ask in a lot of uh, these branding sessions mm-hmm. is, okay, why do you do what you do? Yep. And that's you know why our tagline is our city, our story, because there's this mosaic in our city of all these people doing these different things, and they all have 
a why behind mm-hmm. why they're doing it. So, um, Alex, I saw a post from you the other day I wanted to, to ask you about. And sorry, it's kind of a left turn. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think it was around the, the fun photo shoot you guys did mm-hmm. with your employees. Mm-hmm. There's five of you now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the post you made, and I saw it because... Six. You, six. six. Five employees. I probably got it wrong. Don't no, there's her. six of us. Michelle, there's Michelle. six. Yeah, yeah, we have six. Sorry. Um, I'm over here counting. I'm going. No, and I saw it because you tagged uh, Lauren on Facebook, but mm-hmm. you said something that I thought was powerful in that edge, which is you guys, baby, it started just the two of you, is the way that six people make a living now, yeah. you know, and just how impactful as a business owner that can be. What was that realization like for each of you guys as you added people and you, you know, when you think you, you're laying down at night thinking about the business and you think, wow, this is like a real living, breathing thing now that mm-hmm. is not just me or not just me and, and my friend from, yeah. you know, back yeah. in high school. Um, I mean, I've had several moments where I'm like, gosh, this is, this is really important or this is powerful <laughs> and heavy. But um, one of our employees is full time and it's her full that's how she pays all of her bills. Yeah. Um, so the taking that jump for her was a really big deal because like she needs the income to get all the bills paid when yeah. she was single um, at the time. So that's mm-hmm. what we're saying. It's like, she's not, you know, wasn't married, single jumped full time. She's like yeah. the only employee we have that's mm-hmm. not married. So mm-hmm. it was just like, Oh, this is a big deal. Yeah. Like you yeah. have nobody else yeah. helping. Right. And she's also a personal friend of all of ours, mm-hmm. you know? So like, just wanting to protect that and make sure it's the right decision again, like super prayerful. Um, and then we have another, most all of our employees, anytime we're like interviewing them, you know, we learn about their qualifications and all all the things about them. But my big thing I just like to hear from whoever we're talking to is kind of like, why, why do you need this job? Like, is it just to get the bills paid? Like, could you just as easily take a job at Target or Mm -hmm. like some of our girls are um, moms and they are part time and they it's part of what they feel like God's leading them to do is to be creative and they have a background in Mm -hmm. photography and videography, for example, and they want to be able to like steward that, um, but still be home with their kids and they feel like this is fitting that need that they're mm-hmm. trying to fulfill. Yeah. So when I feel like we're meeting a need like that, that's what makes me feel like, okay, like this is a good fit. Mm. This is like there's purpose. Yes. And that's a huge thing for us is just yeah. that there's purpose there. Yeah. And so it feels really good to me to, and it's just one more thing. I mean, we're, we want ourselves to be sustained obviously, but to have this team of people, it makes it, that much more real and that much more important. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is it scary for you at all, Lauren? Oh, yeah. You guys now have four other people that are relying on the success of this this business. It's very scary. I think about it a lot, though. It's so cool because, yes, it definitely scares the heck out of me. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, when you – you know, we laugh and say in these groups when you actually can talk to other entrepreneurs and say things like, you know, they don't understand what it's like for you to not bring home a paycheck because you're paying your employees, right? So knowing that you have other people that are depending on you is very yeah. scary. However, I also feel so secure at the same time because I just feel like we're so blessed to have the employees we have because our culture is so important to us and the people that are coming 
they have such a like reason that they want to be here. Yeah. And it's so beautiful to see like they are coming because it has been a prayerful decision or they have truly been called to use their gift in some way. Or, um, you know, they want to be a great businesswoman and a great mom too. And so yeah. you look at that and I'll often find myself going, well, Lord, there's no way this can fail, right? I mean, you have a group of women, so we're a fully female company. <laughs> like you have a group of yeah. women who are praying. I mean, we pray every Monday morning, we start with a devotion at our office and we pray over our employees, we pray over our clients, we pray over our business. And we just say to ourselves, well, how can this really be scary when you have all these people depending on a God that they know is gonna provide for them? And it's like, how can you really fail? You know, when everybody that you're bringing that home to um, is so like just committed to God's faithfulness, you know? So yes, it's scary, but yes, (laughs) there's a lot of peace for me. I think you get used to that fear of like, I feel like every month it's like, oh my gosh, are we going to be okay? Are we going to make enough? Okay, yep, we did. Yeah. And then same thing next month. Oh my gosh, are we going to be okay? Like, and oh, there's all, it's we always had a, works What out. was that meme? She sent me this really funny <laughs> yeah. meme one time that's like the life of an entrepreneur and it looks like an up and down like yeah. valley mountain. It's like, this is the best month ever. We're killing it. And the next month's like, oh my gosh, we're going to have to shut the doors. And then the next month it's like, yeah. this is a good month. And yeah. we were cracking up because like, that's how it feels. Yeah. Well, even like... A myth I feel like that I believed before I started this is that even the really good months are stressful. Oh, like, yeah. Like I've had, you know, months in our company where yeah. even the really good months on Monday, I didn't know how I was paying all the bills on Friday, you yeah. know, because you're waiting on clients to pay bills yeah, or oh, yeah. other overhead, right. different things. Right. Or you're trying to grow and you yeah. made an investment yeah. in order to try to grow. So you're dealing with the whole chicken or the egg mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Uh, it's yeah. always stressful. It's always. You, know? you do not ever shut off from right. an entrepreneur. Yeah. You, true. We, we laugh and we're like, you know, we set this amazing hmm holiday schedule for our team it's like a dream and Alex and I laugh because we're like well while they're off next week we'll be working I mean you know you just you never you never stop for sure we had I actually when I was getting ready to make the jump and I was nervous like what if we have a bad month or we've got to pay this person and the person I was talking to goes well couldn't you just lay someone off worst case scenario and I was like no, no. Like, <laughs> you, like it's me who takes the hit. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. But there but are like, people out there like that. I just, think yeah. that's like, I think that's why it's so heavy on us hmm. because of how, like the integrity we have of how we treat people. Sure. So there is that because it's like, well, we'll not bring them a paycheck. We'll not eat. You know, we'll suffer mm-hmm. for several months before our employees yeah. will. Yeah. And there's a lot of stress. That's really stressful. No doubt. You know? no doubt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> when you would rather your kids not eat than yeah. you know, your, yeah. your employees like, oh. not get their paycheck. That's a lot. Yeah. No, that's that's real talk right there for sure. Yeah. But um, okay, so now there's a group of you. It's yeah. not just you two. Tell me about how are you dividing responsibilities now? Yeah. What are you guys' mm-hmm. strengths and, and how does that play into the services that you provide? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's ever evolving, mm-hmm. A, because when you have a small team, we talked about this a little bit this morning, uh, when you have a small team, you know, sometimes you all kind of have to pitch in and help out in areas yeah. you may not want to, or that maybe they're not your ideal strength necessarily, mm-hmm. but, 
you know, that's just kind of is what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we just got back from our retreat and we actually went over an organizational chart of what we think the next, I don't know, five, five years. years probably hmm. could hold or what we would like it to look like. And it's like 15 to 20 employees, but we can kind of see like where we think the growth will come. Hmm. And we've got certain people in the roles of their strengths. And sometimes if we're really busy, they may have to pick up tasks that aren't their favorite. And we do too. Like we totally jump in and help get stuff out the door if we ever have to. But we do have like a motto at Edge. And we say, we want you to love what you're doing 75% of the time. Mm. Stay in your lane 75% of the time. There's going to be 25% of things that you have to jump in there and help a teammate or, you know, Mm -hmm. something happens. But we genuinely want our employees to sit in what they're good in Mm. because I think that's when you shine. For sure. We do a lot of tests. Yeah. Lots of personality tests (laughs) and Enneagrams (laughs) and spiritual gifts tests. I cannot tell tell that all of this is 100% female company. Yes. No, yeah. that's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's good though that you have that seventy-five percent, twenty-five percent conversation because there needs to be an expectation in a small business that you're going to have duties that yes. you just have to. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Grin and bear it. Get type in of, there uh, and do it. Well, right. that's that's why I think we're so proud of our team because <laughs> literally everyone on our team is so good about jumping in, <laughs> diving in. They don't yeah. complain. They don't have bad attitudes. Like. They, they take the time when they need it to, like, rejuvenate. But if there's something that needs extra attention, like, they give it. If it's a little bit late yeah. at night one night, they do it. I think it. it's because they appreciate their jobs. I mean, and we're not just, like, trying to say how great we are. I mean, we, we survey them. We actually just sent out their uh, surveys this morning for the end of the year. You know, we do <laughs> quarterly reviews. But, you know, we – I think it's because of the culture. When you appreciate where you work and you love what you do – and you feel respected and you feel heard, those are things we'll ask. Like, do you feel heard? Like, yeah. do you feel respected? Do you feel like if you come with an issue, something's actually done about it? I think when, you know, you have employees that feel that way, they will go above and beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the beautiful thing is they all jumped knowing we're a small business. So mm-hmm. it's so sweet to see, like, they want us to succeed. Yeah as much as we want to succeed. And so they're willing to jump in, you know? But yes, we set those expectations. Like there's going to be 25% of the time right now where you don't love what you do, but we have committed to them um, talking about roles. We have committed to them that every time, like we just went through a growth season, we're about three months. One of our employees was definitely doing a lot of jobs that are not her role, but we told her like, bear with us for three months and we're going to hire somebody. And we did. And so Mm -hmm. we're very committed to, as we grow, we will bring in the right people, even if we don't bring more home, you know, and we stay here with our income for a while, we will continuously bring on the employees necessary to fill the things that need to be filled. A, so our employees are happy, but B, so our client retention is higher because we need those skills there, right, for for our clients to give them the best product we can. Yeah. Well, and you, you talked about it earlier, Lauren, marketing is such this huge umbrella mm-hmm. of different things. So the amount of different roles you guys could add into your yeah. business, it's just this huge never-ending list, right? Yeah. So how does what does that look like, Alex, over the next you know, five years, like you said, how do you get, how do you guys get together and decide, yeah. okay, this is the next thing we're going to add. This is the next thing that we well, need to, to our serve, our, we just serve did our clients yeah. better. Um, I think it, it kind of becomes 
we you can plan all day, but when when it's time to hire, you'll know what position that mm-hmm. you need to hire. When we're outsourcing over and over and over and over it's the true. same thing, yeah. and at the end of the year, we're like, well, hell, we could have just hired somebody mm-hmm. um, or saved some money doing it this other way. Then it becomes clear. Yeah. So yeah. like right now, we're kind of watching. We have a few things we think will come next, mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of depends on the growth that <laughs> comes next mm-hmm. and. You know. I think it's to identifying your niche. So yeah. we know, like, right now in our five-year plan, we really want to stay in branding, design. Social media is a huge component of that because mm. you have to brand a lot of social media. Yeah. You know, and we have that photo and video over here. And so it's like, okay, this is this is our umbrella of marketing, yeah. right? This is our sweet spot. And so I think we identified that last week, and it was so great to be like, okay, so if we were to hire – it would be in this bucket, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And we keep tabs on what the clients are asking for, yeah. too. Because mm-hmm. if we keep getting requests for the same thing, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, this is what the people this want. This is a need, yeah. 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 And going back to our roles a little bit, too, I think um, it's we've been able to easily identify that because – we have complete opposite personalities. So it's just, I feel like for us, like there's definitely small things we've had to work through, but overall, you know, we've taken enough tests to know like she's very visionary. I'm very, I'm very much an integrator. You know, she's better in in this wheelhouse and I'm better over here. And so (laughs) I'm very operations, you know, she's very marketing and sales. And so I feel like that, that's always been kind of easy for us, you Mm know? Yeah, no, there have been sometimes I'm like, thank God I have a partner because if I didn't, like, I'm, I'm like, gosh, my to-do list is so long. And I'm like, well, if it was just me, it'd be way longer yeah. or, yeah. you know, half half of it wouldn't be getting done. Yeah. So it's nice to know, like, we can, I feel like we do have the, we can grow faster sometimes or even mm-hmm. just growing like a little bit um, smarter yeah. because there's two of us. So yeah. it's, it is hard to switch your brain from like sales to operations. And there's few people who are strong in both, you know, yeah. so. Um, and leaning on each other, like in situations where it's like, yeah. okay, you have the, you know, calmer, more approachable, sweeter personality. Can you come over here and type this email for me? You know, because I need it to sound really yeah. sweet. Or she'll be like, you know, I need you to come in in this situation. And like, we, jo- we joke, like she's the hooker, I'm the sinker. Like I hooked this deal, but I need you to come sink it. Like I need yeah. you to come in yeah. and I need you to be very operational. I'm like, okay. So we really. I need you to make them pay. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. I'm like, come in, we're great. And oh she's like, gosh. okay, payments right. due on the 10th. There's yeah. a bill. Yeah. 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 So it's funny. Uh, I'm glad you guys said that, though, because it transitions great to my next and, and probably last question. I had somebody on this show, a very like successful business owner, and he told me, if you can do it without a partner, do it. Really? You guys, you're, you're in a business marriage, oh, basically. Yeah. And now even, you know, probably even more so now with other people yeah. relying on you, you guys being in lockstep is so crucial. Mm-hmm. How a couple years in now, how has your relationship your relationship evolved? Mm-hmm. How has it changed? Are you guys? Um, and I hate to put you on the spot. Are yeah, you? Yeah. No, we're are we're you, fine with stuff like this. Um, on the same page most of the time, or mm-hmm. not so much sometimes, yeah. and have to kind of make compromises to yeah. to get somewhere in the middle. How does that it work? It is a marriage, mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. I would say, like, big picture, like, there's almost two answers, like a big picture and a small picture. But 
whenever we came together and merged in the first place, we both felt very, uh, we were both very prayerful about it and felt very led and called and like, this is a God thing. Um, like I felt like I was meant to do it. Hmm. So kind of like a marriage, um, once you get in and there's ups and downs, like you don't just walk away cause there's ups and downs, you know, yeah. but because we share that like foundation, the faith foundation, I think there's a lot of just dying to self that you mm-hmm. try to do with hmm. your clients, with your team, with your significant other, with your children. And it's just like another area where you have to do that sometimes. Yeah. Um, and there is like growth for both of us, I think, when mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you know, I need to be more organized or I want to, you know, be more more like Lauren in this way or she could mm-hmm. be. And it's not that we need to like mirror each other's personalities. It's just like bringing our A game in yeah, our weaker Feeding off spots. of each other's strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we challenge each other and, you know, that's still probably like a marriage. Like you, you may be five years in and be like, we're doing great. Well, you got a long ways to go, you know? So I think us having like the way we view the relationship is important and the way we handle if we need to have hard conversations or whatever. And for the most part, we are very much on the same page, Mm -hmm. especially about big things. There may be smaller things where, like, I, maybe I would have done, um, you know, one plus three and she would have done two plus two, but <laughs> we would have come out yeah. at the same. Yeah. So I think giving each other room to, like, do it how we want to do it. Sure. We've kind of yeah. had to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think very, I wouldn't say early on, maybe like halfway in, I think we had to come to a place where we realized, oh, wow. Like that person always has the best interest Hmm. in mind. And so I think we had to just get to that place and like maybe I'll do it more aggressively and she'll do it more subtly. It doesn't matter, right? Hmm. I mean, we both have the same heart. And so I think that was like a big, Mm -hmm. you know, area for us. The foundation of faith is huge. I think because we have that, it's like a marriage, I feel like, for me. I mean, you're not going anywhere, right? I mean, you you can go back to that and have that common ground. And then I think not being afraid to um, – like, we've been to counseling together before. Mm-hmm. Like, I think just not being afraid to be like, oh, let's work through this hardship. You have to be willing to put in the hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't know. We've just – overall, big picture, she hit the nail on the head. We're very – like-minded in where we're going. Um, but I, I do, it's funny that he said that. I can see why people would say do it yeah. alone. Hmm. I know plenty of people that have had horrible partnership I, th- I think there are people relationships. that should do it alone. Well, and it's more so because maybe of their, they own, look at themselves. their own faults. Exactly, that's right. what I'm saying. Like yeah. there are certain people that, you know, if you're yeah. going to run a business, you got to do it yeah. by yourself because you're going to frustrate anybody that would be a partner yeah. with you to well, the point and of. Anyone yeah. who's a business owner doesn't want to have a boss. Like they hmm. don't want to answer to yeah. anyone. And I'm like, so just true. because you become a boss, suddenly your clients are your boss and whatever it is that they're yeah. needing, like you're going to drop what you got to do to get it done for them. Sure. And having a partner, it's kind of the same. Like you're constantly considering the other person and communicating where I think communication is like a big one. And I think yeah. that like that's a huge mm-hmm. one for 
partners. You've got to treat it. I mean, we've treated our business like day one, like it was a million dollar company. Hmm. So, you know, having business meetings every week and, yeah. you know, sitting down with wise counsel, like being in that, you know, joining that EO groups, our next step, having your CFO advisor, that was like a big step for us. You know, having an amazing accountant, all these things, it's kind of hard not to be aligned when you have wise counsel around you and experts around you that are really good sure. at what they do, guiding you and you. saying, yeah. like, this is what, this is the next step or this is where you need to go. So I think because we put those barriers in place and those protect that protection around us, um, it's helped in our alignment as well. To learn more about Alex, Lauren, and the Edge Agency, visit theedgeagency.net. Special thanks go out to Chris Hilliard, Joshua Pruitt, Mackenzie Bates, and our families who make it all possible. Stay tuned to the show for more stories from the city's top startups and small businessmen and women. You can do that by subscribing in Apple Podcasts or wherever else you happen to be listening. If you like the show, we'd really appreciate a review and a rating. And of course, share it with your friends. Keep up with the show on social media. We're ATL Born Brand on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also like our Atlanta Born and Brand Facebook page. Finally, you can find all the previous episodes of the show on our website, atlborn.com. For Atlanta Born and Brand and Connects Media, I'm Jonathan Hilliard. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all soon.